Welcome to Dan's On Site with Dan Dutton and Dan Goley, a podcast and YouTube show dedicated to all things real estate, delivering market information, interviews from all perspectives, and tips for everyone involved in or interested in real estate. We'd love to hear from you. Dan's at dansonsite.com. Welcome to Dan's On Site, our third episode of our mini episode series. Today, we're talking about the multifamily market, specifically investment perspective on the multifamily market. And we're joined here today with Peter Fry. Thank you for joining us, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Love, so, it. Love what you're doing here. Thanks. We appreciate that. Hopefully, you're, uh, you're one of our six viewers. Yeah, I, I have been. Six. Six. I bet I'm one of the two out of six. I sometimes I refresh. So oh, I nice. Oh, nice. Nice. That helps out, like our, a uh, times. helps out our ratings. Mm-hmm. So... How is the multifamily market performing currently? Has low interest rates on homes had a significant effect or not? Uh, on the interest rates, I don't think it's had necessarily an effect on renters yet because that takes a while for it to kind of cycle through. Uh, but the multifamily market has performed okay, mostly because of government assistance with the PPP money um, and any sort of you know extended or in- incremental supplemental Unemployment benefits, unemployment stimulus, all that. People, you know, people are able to afford their, you know, middle low income apartments because um, that's generally the profile of runners who work in maybe the service industry, industry or something that's been affected by COVID. That they're still able to make rent payments, and with, um, you know, you're not able to evict people right now. They're, you know, they're staying fuller longer. So apartments have been steady. I don't think rent growth is 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 growing like crazy. Um, but when all this PPP money runs out and the unemployment benefits, you know, are kind of drawn back, that'll be interesting to see what, um, where evictions go, where um, vacancies go. But the other thing is, most of these are, like I said, are middle, lower income, you know, rental, rental profiles. They have, there's nowhere else to go, right? They can't go downstream to a more, you know, a more affordable apartment because they're usually at kind of the bottom end of the, affordabil- of the affordability spectrum. Um, so they'll have to work with landlords, like because landlords, um, what we'll have to work with their tenants to keep them in, in there. You know, when you're looking at, um, you know, we've kind of looked at the retail sector um, where some people are investing is, you know, are they class A, class B, where are they located in the market? We've talked um, internally about some office, you know, you always hear the, the CEO of an office wants to be close to his house and, and how we talked about the sub market um, in our previous episode, how there was a, you know, 80% pre uh, leased up um, office market through the area. What are some of the fundamentals from multifamily? Do they look at a sector of town? Is it a piece of ground maybe that's less expensive that, you know, the entry is, you know, less inhibitive moving forward? I mean, what are some of the basic fundamentals right. from a guy? That's so if you're, if you're looking to invest or develop what are the yeah. things to look at? I mean, it really all, it's kind of the number one uh, rule in real estate is the location. I mean, that's kind of where you start. Where do you want to be in town? Um, where do you want to develop in town? And that's all based on, um, you know, you can look at schools and crime and access to transportation and jobs and shopping and whatnot, but it's all, that all feeds into where the rents are at. And that's going to be your number one baseline for where you want to invest in. Um, the rent, you know, if you're buying an existing building, the rent rule is the number one thing you look at and trying to find where the actual rents are. A lot of times, you know, brokers, uh, for better or for worse, when they're marketing properties, can kind of fudge different NOI numbers. So when they list a property at a seven cap, usually it's not. Um, usually that number is based on sort of performer rents um, with performa expenses. So you really want to dig in and see how is this property really performing? Um, how much income is it actually spitting off? You know the NOI you know today, 
and then from there you can make a make a better assessment on um, where you think is that NOI going to grow, or you know, is it is there more risk to it that it might say steady or even decline? So, how are sales performing? How's the multi-family market doing sales-wise throughout the first half of the year? But then I think really curiously how they performed the last three months. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I mean I can mostly speak to Omaha, but they've pretty much stalled out. Uh, there's been some sales that were kind of in the pipeline pre-COVID that I think went through and kind of survived. But the main issue is kind of a, um, is a gap in expectations. If you're a seller, let's say you own an apartment building and the market was hotter than ever eight months ago, you get, there's a ton of buyers and crazy pricing. If you weren't a seller then, why would you be a seller now? Right? Sure. You know, why would you test the market? You still think it's worth you know, what the, the price per door that it was eight months ago. So your expectation is that or higher. Why would you sell? Um, because any buyer coming in with all this stuff we just mentioned with um, unemployment benefits maybe being pulled back, uh, there's so much uncertainty around where rents are gonna go and where vacancies are gonna go. So with uncertainty comes a higher level of risk and they're gonna wanna compensate that, that by having a better return. So bringing down pricing. So there's a gap between what the sellers still think is eight month ago pricing and what the buyers are now COVID with the added risk, there's a gap. So that's leading to kind of a stalemate in the market in terms of sales. Um, I think that's pretty much a nationwide kind of follow that same trend. Um, but you know, cause Omaha is a 150 to $180 million a year multifamily market in terms of sales. Um, and sales were pretty strong in Q1 and then they've kind of pretty much I will probably have a record low in terms of sales this year, Omaha. So Dan, I don't know about you, but we got to have Peter back. This, yeah. it, we really just touched the very top of the conversation. So Peter, if you would, maybe come back in a month. We'll do a full episode, really dig deep into investing strategy, yeah. what you look for in the multifamily market in total. That'd be fun. And then maybe we have a little more answers on all this COVID stuff, what's going on. Yeah, a lot sure. of a lot of it we just haven't seen, you know, funnel through the market because it's so so new. Well, Peter, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. As always, Dan's on site, Facebook, Dan's on site, all your podcast platforms, YouTube, of course. If you have a question about multifamily investment properties in general, have a story. We'd love to hear your stories. Contact us at Dan's at Dan'sonsite.com. As always, that's right. <laughs> As always, Dan Goley. Thank you very much for being here. And I'm Dan Dutton. Thank you guys. Thanks again for joining us. Find us on Facebook at YouTube, Dan's On Site. All your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. We would love it if you hit the subscribe button and also leave us a review. Reach us at dans at dansonsite.com.